Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hey, welcome back to The Backpack. My name's DJ. I'm one of your hosts, and we are continuing a trail mix mini-series about sharing Jesus, looking at that big, scary idea that we all know we should be about uh, and asking, okay, God, how would you help me? How would you equip me? How can you make me better at sharing this great news, this life-changing news that I've experienced with my friends, my neighbors, my coworkers, our neighbors as a church community, all these people who need to hear it. Uh, Pastor Blake is back in studio with me. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad at all. Uh, ready to talk about gentle hearts uh, and what on earth that has to do with evangelism, especially when last time uh, we talked about bold words. Okay, I need bold words in evangelism. And, and a lot of times when I'm sharing Jesus, I feel like, whew, that's the scary part. Um, but the way my heart is... Uh, it's just as important because people can see that very, very clearly. Maybe even before I say a word, they get a, a picture of what my heart is like. Yeah, no, that's a great point. There's a deep connection, as we're going to see, uh, between this idea of sharing the bold news of the gospel, that Jesus was dead and hung on a cross to pay for our sins, and three days later, by his own power, up from the grave, he arose, resurrected, right? Like, that's bold, good news, and we need to share it with our lips but we often don't think about the attachment that has both to our hearts and to the hearts of those that we're trying to share it with. And so um, that's that's what we need to address. And that's what Paul addresses uh, as we move into verse 7. Well, let's go ahead and just read again verses 5 through 12, just to recenter us on where we're at in this text. And then we, yeah, we're going to zero in on verse 7 today as we, we look at our hearts. Cool. For we never used flattering speech, as you know, or had greedy motives. God is our witness, and we didn't seek glory from people either, from you or from others. Remember, we talked about last week, the boldness from our words comes from the message, not from how we say it. In the verse 7, although we could have been a burden as Christ's apostles, instead, we were gentle among you as a nurse nurtures her own children. We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. For you remember our labor and hardship, brothers and sisters, working night and day so that we would not burden any of you. We preached God's gospel to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how devoutly, righteously, and blamelessly we conducted ourselves with you believers. As you know, like a father with his own children, we encouraged, comforted, and implored each one of you to live worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Although we could have been a burden as Christ's apostles, instead we were gentle. So there is our dynamic, is as I go out to share Jesus with people, am I a burden or am I gentle with them? And how do I make sure I'm, I'm doing the right one? That's, that's, that's yeah. kind of the question today, isn't it? Yeah, that's, and, and this is where so many of us can, can go wrong at times, right? So I think it's interesting, too, that he uh, talks about the specific way that they might be a burden. He says, um, although we could have been a burden as Christ's apostles. So why does he, why does he think that being an apostle could be a burden? Well, here's the reality, right? Christ's apostles were empowered by Jesus to be the foundation of the church, right? To, to help start the church. Uh, and in many ways, they defined 
the truth, right? They, they were the ones who affirmed these are the things that are true about Jesus and the good news, the gospel. And so what that means is that the apostles were right. Yes. They, they, had, they had a corner on the truth. And so he's saying, listen, we could have come to you, and that could have been a burden to you. Like, we could have just held that over your head. Like, we know that we're right and you're wrong. And I wonder how many times we approach sharing Jesus with that mindset. And we think about the other person, and it's like, well, I know that my faith in Jesus is right. It's correct. And I know that you're wrong. And I often wonder, too, how many times the, the person that we're sharing with feels the weight of they think they're right and they think I'm wrong. They're not even open to what I think or, right. or where I'm at. And it's it's interesting right there is a is a almost unspoken assumption that we usually have about sharing Jesus that comes out in that. And that is that a lot of times we feel like it's just a matter of having the right information, right? Like, okay, so if if you were just right like I am, then everything's good. Well, we're not talking about passing a quiz about Jesus. We're not just exchanging information. Yeah. We're aiming for the heart. Right? Yeah. We want to see someone's heart transformed, That's not it. just their mind changed. Yeah. yeah. So that brings up a really important point that I think is really helpful in today's day and age. And that's this idea that apologetics, which is this idea that we can defend our faith, right? Apologetics can be super helpful, but their purpose isn't to win people over. Right. Their purpose is to help us defend our faith, that we would be able to to know and stand against attacks on our faith. Yep. They help us to stand strong. Their their purpose and intent was never to be shot like, ha ha, I figured out <laughs> gotcha. exactly how to defend this, and now you must believe it. But that's exactly how many people use apologetics. If, if your idea of well-done evangelism includes a mic drop, you're probably doing it wrong. Right, right. But at the same time, how many of us love getting it online great, doesn't it? and hearing the debates and like, ooh, that's a great point in this apologetic thing, and now I'm more convinced of Jesus. Well, and I, and I think you hit on a good reason that we're going to be talking about gentleness here. Uh, and I think this one, guys, we are we are particularly susceptible to this is gentle is not a word that immediately comes to mind is like, I want to be gentle. Like yeah. Yeah, that's what all the cool guys are like. That's like, right. We, yeah. we like watching Top Gun and we like watching, uh, war movies and we Sports. like sports. I will dominate. Exactly. Yeah. Politics. It's who can be the loudest and yeah. put down the other guy. Like we are used to this kind of discourse again. Uh, it's what, it, what, it's what feeds, um, pride and ego and all of those things. And yet we're looking here at gentleness. And so this idea, this notion of gentleness is not something we naturally gravitate to. Um, and so especially as, as guys, as men, but although this is applicable to all of us, right? We, we need to reset our expectations of what faithfulness looks like and feels like, um, so that we leave room for this kind of gentleness rather than just trying to to stick to the boldness and feel like I feel good because I, I got them. I yeah. told them. Yeah. Yeah. When now it's up to them, right? Whatever right. they do with the truth, right. but I got them the truth. Right. And so we let ourselves off the hook like that. And I, that's, that's, that's not what Jesus would have. Right? right. So, so Paul, I think it's interesting too. He doesn't say that we were wrong, right? Like he's still an apostle. He's, he's like, we do know the truth. But we didn't hold that over you as a burden. And then he says, instead, we were gentle among you. And then this is one of the most graphic illustrations and uh, that maybe you read, like, who would have thought that you read about apostles and nursing mothers in the same 
same verse, right? But then he says, we were gentle among you as a nurse nurtures her own children. And so now all of a sudden, like, uh, if you were to think about sharing your faith, probably the last illustration that comes to mind is nursing a young baby. And yet Paul says, this is how we saw Jesus move in your city, was that we were gentle with you like a, mer- a, a, a nurse, a mother would, right. would nurse her baby. And so, you know, I, I don't want to be too graphic, but uh, like if you had kids and uh, you, you've probably been through some of those struggles as a family. And, uh, you know, I can remember with that first kid, you're thinking all of a sudden you're learning about latching and you're like, what does this even mean? And please, dear God, help this child to do it. Because you know <laughs> that if this child isn't able to correctly latch, he's not going to get, he or she is not going to get any milk, any nutrients, any nutrition. What a great picture of, sharing the gospel. Like if, if the way that we treat people, if the way that we um, uh, are gentle to our hearts and to their hearts in these conversations doesn't make them want to stick around, then the likelihood that, that you're going to see the truth of the gospel impact their heart dramatically decreases. Right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to get anything from it. Yeah. And, and that just leaves, that just leaves everybody hurting in the situation. Right. So, you know, you think about that imagery of the nursing mom and, you know, the, the pain and the frustration that can come through trying to, to, to make that process happen. And when it doesn't go well, to your point, the baby's not getting any nourishment, but think of, of what it emotionally can leave the young mom feeling like you've got inadequacy, you've got fear, you've got frustration, you've got all these things. And if we're honest, we face those same feelings and mm-hmm. temptations uh, in sharing our faith when when the other person isn't getting it for whatever reason uh, one we could be tempted to just kind of wash our hands and move on and 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 to your point then we're, we're leaving them high and dry but then two we, we can often collapse into guilt and shame of man maybe I don't know how to do this maybe I'm not good enough to share my faith maybe I don't know the right things to say. Uh, and that leaves us in a bad place as sure. well. Yeah, yeah. So I love this this contrast that he paints in verse seven, right? Like, like we know we have the truth. We know we have what's going to feed you, but we are going to be gentle and patient with you in a way that a nurse nurses a, a baby. And so uh, that's how we get it right. Like we have to keep in mind always that personal evangelism, sharing Jesus, has to include the heart and not just the head. So how do how do we just give those how, how do we listen and empathize with what's going on in people's lives and share truth as it's needed, as it's applicable, trusting that that process day after day after day of uh, giving these little nuggets of Jesus and the good news is going to draw people to him. Yeah. You said a word there that really sticks out in my mind, and that's patience. If we're going to share our faith, I think our expectation is, you know, hey, I'm just going to have a conversation. And if I do it right, then they're going to respond well. But as I look back on my own life, I can't look at anyone that I led to Christ where it happened on the first conversation, right? Mm, it's yeah. usually not, – not say that can't happen – but it usually is a series of, of conversation. Usually it's a shared life. Usually it's it's like Paul looking back and saying, hey, we lived among you with gentleness. And that is what opened your eyes to the boldness of the message that we spoke. Uh, and so patience is, in most of life, it's an underrated thing. Yeah. Um, but especially in evangelism, most of the time, it's not going to be a, uh, all right, 10 minutes and I did the job. It's you're, you're 
you're following through, you're committing to walk with someone uh, and to bear with them as they wrestle with this message. Yeah. Yeah. So the question becomes right inside of that, how do we see hearts soften so that the message can be shared, right? What is it that we can do that allows those things to happen? And uh, I think the key, the answer to that is empathy, Hmm. right? So uh, again, going back to the illustration, a mother is super empathetic with her child. She like the cry tells her that it's hungry and, and she feels that for her baby and uh, is willing to be patient because she's empathized with it. She understands the pain. And so I think one of the, the skills that we as Christians need to, to develop in a much deeper way if we want to be good at sharing our faith with others is empathy. Um, empathy is this skill where we learn to acknowledge the feelings of someone else, even if we don't affirm those feelings. Right. And I think that's sometimes where we get caught up on it, right? Is it's like, well, uh, you know, somebody shares this pain that they're going through and uh, inside of our heads, our heads are saying, well, that's because of the choices you've already made in life, (laughs) you idiot. You're a moron. If you would just walk with Jesus, that crap wouldn't have happened. Uh, And there's no empathy in that, right? Right. But because those are some of the thoughts that are going on in our head, we are super scared to say, man, I can tell that's been really painful for you. Because we're afraid that they're going to hear that as affirmation. Mm -hmm. But the opposite is often true, right? You think about times where somebody has acknowledged something that you're feeling and it completely changes the conversation. All of a sudden your heart is soft. Your your heart is open to what they might say after that, because you can tell that they understand what you're feeling and they care about that. They have a gentle heart towards you and it's softened yours because of that. And so I think that is is just so important to remember is that empathy opens the heart to change. It it it's maybe what softens the heart so that truth can be spoken. So give me a give me a next step as I think about, you know, all right, I, I want to be more empathetic. I want to be more gentle. I want to have a heart that looks like what Paul describes here. Um What's step one? How do I start walking in that direction? Yeah. So I think that there could be a couple of different levels. You know, some people are going to be more naturally inclined to using their feelings than others, right? So, well, I mean, so I'm, you know, it, it, it feels cliche, but it's really not the whole, like, this is, this is one that I think is more difficult for the guys on the whole than yeah. it is for the ladies. Paul is using an illustration of a nursing mother yeah. um, to say, hey, here's, here's the goal. Here's what we should be like. Um, and so for those of us, if a debate excites you, if being right excites you, if you're hyper competitive, um, you're going to have to to work a little harder at cultivating this. Sure. Yeah. So I think I think two two options. We're trying to give people two options, right? Because uh, lots of different things out there. So one is simply this: as you're listening to people talk, begin to listen for feeling words. Mm-hmm. Begin to begin to listen for feelings that people are having, and then affirm those things back to them. And watch how it just changes your conversation with people and. And then ultimately, you're going to eventually learn how to insert Jesus into that. Um, so some people are already kind of in tune with feelings. They recognize feeling words. They see that quickly, and they can just begin to use that as a way, as an on-ramp for the gospel. But if you're a guy, or if you just struggle with feelings a little more in general, um, I might encourage you to do this. Do something. could be anything. But do something that is outside of your comfort zone. Pick up a skill that you're not good at. Learn something new that you, you know, you've never done or tried. Because anytime you do that and failure is an option, it cultivates some humility in you. 
And as you're going through those hard things and as you're developing that humility in you, uh, that helps you to be more aware of not only what you're feeling, but then gives you the, an ability, a new ability to empathize with the struggles right. of when others. You see it in somebody yeah. else. Now you're, you're, you've got a connection there and a point where you can, you can step in to yeah. their life. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think sometimes we just quit as, as, especially as we get older, we quit doing yeah. new things. We quit doing things that are outside of our comfort zone when in all reality, those things can actually be little steps along the way to becoming better about sharing Jesus with people who are far from him. Yeah. Anything that cultivates humility, one, makes us more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two, is going to put us closer to the kind of gentleness that Paul is is describing here and yeah. is what their experience was like. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Um, so let's pair our boldness with gentleness and see just what God might do through that um, as we fail forward each day, right? That's it. You, you, you take a step and you get up and you do it again. All right. So what are we going to talk about next time? Next time we're going to jump into shared lives. Shared lives. Nothing catchy to say to that. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we are looking forward to that. Until next time, grab your backpack and we will see you on the trail. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.